Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. This episode is going to be the short and sweet big sis pep talk that you did not know that you needed. So since you're here, you're listening to my podcast. I assume that you've been here before. I assume that you know who I am. You follow me on Instagram. You know me in person. You know what I'm about, right? And you know, you know the work that I do. You've been here. You've been around. You know, again, you know what I'm about. And you're also invested in the personal development space in some way. You are that bitch. You're doing the damn thing. You are making things happen for yourself. Maybe you are in school. Maybe you've graduated. Maybe you dropped out like me. Maybe you are doing really important work. You have a mission. You're doing really, really well at your job. You're going for a promotion. You are somebody who actively is seeking a big life. You know that there is more for you. You know that you're here for a divine reason. You're dipping your toes into spirituality. You're already in this same world that I am. And there's one piece that you continue to ignore. The one place that you do not want to go. You continue to avoid this one thing because you don't have the time, because you don't want to go there because it would be a lot, because it was so long ago, because you're fine now, because it doesn't really matter anymore, it doesn't bother you. Like, we can pull out all the excuses. Don't click out of this episode. (laughs) Don't click out. You cannot run. I will know. I won't know, but you'll know. You will know and you'll have to live with it. The ignorance. You are so invested in learning about the work. Like what more can I do to grow? You've maybe already even done some shadow work, but you're avoiding going back and looking at the patterns. You're avoiding actually doing the deep work and healing your trauma. And bitch, I would not continuously talk about this shit if it wasn't important, if it didn't matter. You guys, this one thing, healing my trauma at the root, giving my inner child a voice, acknowledging her, letting her feel. Like there are, of course, layers, but ultimately it all goes back to healing my trauma. That's like the overarching theme, but you don't want to go there. Why? It's your life. You already made it. (laughs) You, you, you lived it. You did the hardest part, which was making it through the experience, but you made it out on the other side. You're living now. You're fucking resilient. 
You made it out. But for some reason, talking about it, thinking about it, going there and unraveling feels way scary than the fact that you literally lived it. Once was enough, right? I, I get it. <laughs> I get it because that was me in oh God. Let's see from like 2014 to 2020 was about like the amount of time that I carried awareness of my trauma in, I think like 2014. Yeah. 20, 2013, 2014 is the first time that I realized my trauma and I was sitting in an assembly my sophomore year of high school and we were talking about an informed assembly on sexual assault and consent because we were getting ready to, I don't even know. We were just like getting around that age where we're starting to have the talks, right? And so, yeah, we were sitting in assembly learning about consent and sexual assault and different ways that rape can look, like what it can look like. And I had a spark, a memory come up of, holy shit, I think that this happened to me. And I honestly didn't know if it was real. I didn't know all the details. I didn't know how many times it had happened. I didn't know everywhere that it happened, but there was something in my bones that was like, uh, (laughs) we remember that. And from that moment, I had like a little panic when I was sitting in the assembly and was like, should I talk to this woman? She like, said something about the time frame that you can, it was like something about the time frame. It was like 10 years or like 30 years. I'm pretty sure it was 30 years. There was some significance of like 30 years that she was talking to us about of you being able to like press charges or something about like getting justice. And I was like, well, it's within the time frame. (laughs) Like I, I could, talk to her and ask her for help. And at the time it was like getting justice was the only, was the only real outcome. And I was like, I don't even know if I fucking want that. And I don't want people to know that that's what I've been through. I don't want people to feel bad for me or worry about me. I think I'm not okay. Like what will happen to me if I tell what will happen to me if I speak up? And that was a really scary thought, scarier than just living with it. So I chose to live with it. And well, I did choose to live with it, but my brain and my body hid the memory from me. So after that assembly, it went away because it was too scary it was too much for me to deal with. So my mind just hit it again, tucked that back away and was like, okay, she's not ready to go there. We 
poked it. We brought it to her attention, brought it to the surface. We're not ready to go there. And so it wasn't until my freshman year of college where we went through a similar assembly. It was in new student orientation where they were, again, talking about consensual sex and sexual safety, sexual assault. And I had the same ping. I was like, holy fuck, like this happened to me. But this time, instead of it just being like an, a sensation in my body where I was like, I don't really know the details, but this feels like a truth. I knew like I fully, fully knew that that was my truth. So memories coming, some memories started to flood in and it was just so much more real at that point, I guess is the best way I can describe it. And that was really scary for me. I shared with a few close friends who had replied like, Hey, me too, which is unfortunate, but like such a common response. And honestly, to be completely honest with you, I don't know where I was going with telling my story. I completely forgot the fucking point of telling that story. I sort of just like turned on autopilot and that's probably a trauma response, but, uh, yeah, real time. You guys just experienced that. Um, but I'm just going to keep going and see that it will probably come back out. Um, but yeah, the memories came back and they stayed this time. So I sat with the memories I sat with my trauma, sort of, for, from, this is 2016 at this point in time. I carried it up until 2020 in the back of my mind. So this was something that after the memories came to mind after I had the realization in 2016 in the assembly in my freshman year of college, it was something that popped up and never left. I had given voice to it by talking with some friends, but it, it was always in the back of my mind and there were different things that would like trigger it, but I never had like a, a breakdown or really ever sheesh more um more memories are surfacing from this time not from my trauma but from 2016 there were different conversations or just like different occurrences some of them had absolutely nothing to do with my trauma at all but just like in the back of my mind, it would ping and I would think about it and just like shove it back down. It was never something that I had like a really strong emotional response to with remembering because like I was so fearful of it that I just like shoved it back away. I didn't let myself feel any charge towards it. Um, it was just really fear. And now thinking about it, there was... I don't know if I've ever told this piece of 
the story in 2016 during my new student orientation, my freshman year of college. I, we had, I don't remember what they called it. I think it was like safe circle or something. We had an assembly where there was a bunch of different speakers. I think I honestly, this is just how I remember it. This could be fucking true or false, but like to set the scene, I'm not hundred percent sure what follows. I know this happened. So I'm pretty sure we were in the assembly and they were just like having different people share their hardships and different things that they've been through. And from there we branched out like in not just to like be like, Hey, I went through some heavy shit and we all just like listened to it. It was like, Hey, this is where I've come from. It was like a rock bottom to like success story. And so from after listening to a few people chat, I'm pretty sure that's what we did. Um, we broke out into our groups, the same groups that we had been with for the entire year. And they just gave us the opportunity to share anything that was coming up. And I remember people sharing like such vulnerable things. Like they got in deep and like, I commend my college for doing this. Like this shit is woke as fuck. And I just like, was not ready for it. Um, Springfield college, really fucking cool spirit, mind, body before I was even awakened to it. Like that was their, that was their thing, spirit, mind, body. And I never, I was never bought in. Um, I was still too scared living on autopilot. Didn't think I needed it. Didn't, didn't really care as much as I could have. I, as much as I wish I did like me going there now, I'd be like, this is fucking awesome. But, um, yeah. So they gave us the opportunity to sit in the circle with our group and share anything that was coming up for us, anything that was on our hearts. And people were crying. People were in shambles and we were all holding hands, like sitting in a circle. And I wanted to so badly share and I could not work up the courage. I remember sitting there sweating and shaking and I kept my mouth shut because I was used to doing that. I just sat there and I didn't say anything because I was so afraid. And I really wanted to share that piece because like, I'm glad that that surfaced now because I don't think I've, I've shared that before. And it just goes to show like, just because you have the opportunity to speak up, like doesn't mean that you will choose it. It doesn't mean that you will give voice. It doesn't mean that it's the right time for you. And I think when it comes down to it, safety is the biggest component in really being able to take that step. So finding a safe person that you can talk to in order for you to take this step. Like once you have the awareness, girl, I know that you know what you are running from. I know that you know that you don't think that you need to go here, but you honestly do. 
healing is such a cheat code and developing awareness, befriending your emotions, learning about your triggers. Like I would not trade it for the world. Was it hard to move through? Absolutely. But like in comparison to the amount of years that I was living on autopilot, living in a numbed out state, unable to regulate myself or recognize like how I was even feeling unable to be fully myself. Like the list goes on and on and on. And like, I was in college. I was, I had a job. I was making money. I had friends. I was having fun. I had a boyfriend. Like I had the boxes checked off of like where I should be at, at that point in my life. And like, you probably do too. Like you have the boxes checked. You're in a healthy relationship. You have a good job. You have secure friendships. You are doing the personal development work. You're doing things for yourself and you haven't gone here yet. Like, could you imagine the world that will open up for you? Should you choose to heal your trauma. I know you are, you are so afraid of it and you are so seen in that you are so valid for that. But like, baby, let's take it to the next level. The thing that people don't realize, like when you think about healing your trauma, it feels like this really heavy lump in your throat. And, or where, wherever you may be carrying it for me, throat for me, womb, womb and throat. Um, it feels really, really heavy and really, really scary. And that's the piece that people think about. Like that is the go-to is healing trauma. Ooh, hard, scary, heavy, but icky. Don't want to go there too much too, too much. And that's true. Like it is hard and it's heavy and it's scary and it's icky. And the really, really cool part that a lot of people don't think about is there is this concept of duality and it's for every extreme. There is an equal opposite. So, well, honestly, not even just for extremes, like for anything, there is an equal opposite except for the middle, obviously, because like we're in the middle. When I think of the middle, I think of like numbness. You don't want to be sitting there. And that's where a lot of us feel comfortable sitting. Um, It's because we're, it's what we're used to. And we're afraid to go too low, which is why you've been avoiding healing your trauma for so long. If you are willing to go into the depths, into the shadows, what is waiting for you on the other side is indescribable highs and immense power of your being. I know sometimes when we think about power, we think of almost like the dark side of power where it gets out of hand. And like, of course, power could lead there, but that's not the power I'm talking about. I'm talking about the power being 
your confidence. And what comes with being confidence is not only that I feel good in my own skin and I look good. It's I know that I'm that bitch and I am making moves that are benefiting my future. I know that my future is really big. I know that I'm important. And when I walk into a room, my presence is felt. When I walk into a room, I am noticed. I'm not just somebody. And I think that that's something that a lot of people forget about is like, yes, it's scary. Yes, it's dark. Yes, it's hard. And Coda making an appearance. Hopefully you can't hear that, but maybe you can. Um, may his voice be heard. Like, yes to all of that. And there's also this fucking amazing side, which for a short period of time, the dark, the heavy, the shadows could outshine the light. It totally could for a period of time, as long as you're willing to do this work and no longer be sitting in whatever, whatever it is that you're hiding from, as long as you don't go there and sit in it, which if you don't know how to get around that, talk to somebody who does. AKA, if you're listening to this, hi, me. I would love to help you move through this. This is what I specialize in. I fucking did it in my own life and I want to help you move through it too. If you don't know how to do that, talk to someone who does. As long as you're not sitting in it, you can move through it. You can find your way to the other side of it. Right now, you're in the midpoint. You're in the numbness. You're in a fraction of what it feels like to really fucking live, to really feel. Even if you're happy right now, things are good. Again, you're successful. You take care of yourself. You may even be really healthy. And there's still that one piece that you're not willing to visit. And this is circling back to the first thing I said, this is the pep talk. This is the time that you needed. Like stop fucking playing. Stop dismissing the voice, the nudge that's telling you to go there. 2024 is your year to heal. We're done ignoring our problems and we are diving headfirst into them to figure them out, to make them our bitch. You don't have to sit with this any longer. Let's reframe your pain so you can use it to propel you forward. And when I'm talking about propelling you forward, I'm talking about a literal slingshot. We will work back and you can think of it as like a catapult. You have to pull it back to slingshot forward. Let's do it, baby. 2024 is the year of healing. It is the year that we really choose to go in, to go deep. You have been formally invited. 
I will talk to you in the next episode. I'm sending you so much love. Happy holidays. Enjoy the rest of 2023. I think we have, what, one more episode before 2023 is over? Oh my gosh, wait. Yes, okay, one more episode. I love you. We got this. I will talk to you soon. Bye.